Today we're gonna do a short discussion because Sheldon's not here. Uh, it's just me and Eli. Sheldon is out camping somewhere, but we didn't want to skip a a week. So um, today we're gonna talk about the verse um, Matthew five seventeen, which is which says. This is from the NASB version, New American Standard Bible. Do not presume that I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. So my question to you, Eli, is why do modern day Christians believe that the old law, Sheldon calls it Moses' law, was done away with? And we don't have to obey the um, the holy days or the clean and unclean meats or any of that. Mm, well, I'd start with the fact that um, back in, what is it? In Acts, one of the first things we learn about Peter um, is when he's at but Peter the Tanner's house and he just has that uh like hallucinate like hallucination somewhat looking dream and it talks it's it's really not talking about how every animal is clean that's obvious it's more of a symbolism of accepting gentile um beliefs and i think that god kind of the got rid of these um certain he didn't really get rid of them i would say he just said that it's not like you're going to hell if you don't celebrate them i still think that's a good idea to like holy days are a smart thing to do and um very appreciative of i think god would like that i think modern day christianity would (laughs) there would probably be a big old bloody battle for that to come about because people are really stupid and unchanging but i also want to talk about kind of these old testament things that god did that modern day like society doesn't really have to worry about and i think that like one thing is god says not to pierce like pierce your skin with any uh markings which is like hinting at tattoos and personally what i understand from the bible is the fact that uh, tattoos back then cause infections and could kill you and i think god um does not mind tattoos nowadays because they're hygienic and not um going to kill you from infection i think that god set things um like the animal meat he said this because of diseases and um things that could kill you from these animal meats and um I think that's one of the main points he outlawed those meats. I want to say that I think um, since God gave Adam the ability to do whatever he wanted with these animals, with the rule, like man ruling over animal, I don't think that God wanted to withhold anything from man, just unless it's safe. And another big part, like a large majority of the Torah was to direct the Jews away from the Canaanite beliefs. And I'm guessing 
there's a lot of um, things that Kenny Knights did with these certain animal meats that the God did not want to associate that with, uh, like with, dang it. He didn't want to associate the Jews with the Canaanites. He wanted the Jews to be completely away from the Canaanites in every way possible. That's what I think. That's that's my opinion. So going back to what you said about Peter, that if if my if my Bible would live it, um, that's in Acts ten, which basically Peter. If you read the context, Peter is um, basically criticizing Jews, or not Jews, Gentiles, rather, and he's calling them unclean. So um, he's basically calling them like you're you're never gonna get to God's kingdom. You're you're going to the lake of fire. You're burning, yeah. um, and never being. Um, like God was being, it was a symbol. It wasn't literal. The the miracle. You want yeah, to explain the, the miracle? The dream was not literal. It was a a Symbolic thing. It's symbol sign. to show Peter that whatever God has not called unclean, you should not call unclean. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like Isaiah didn't actually have a burning coal put to his tongue, it was yeah. just a symbolism, yeah. And the Bible, the, I mean, the Bible's mostly symbolism anyway, so you gotta like study that for yourself instead of just believing what your Sunday school teacher told you, yeah. So, the Acts 10 is basically the main verse that modern day Christianity um, uses against the Jews who believe in unclean, clean and unclean meats. And I think Seventh-day Adventists do, I think. Seventh-day what? Adventists do clean and unclean. A bunch of, a bunch of different churches do clean and unclean. I do know like people that go to my church, there's some people that do celebrate holy days and they do like bar mitzvahs. Yeah. coming of age things but they're still christians like messianic jews but at the same time they're not really jewish um yeah holy days is a weird like at the same like passover and all that is definitely like you know a way to praise god and like thank him for not bringing on the plagues that <laughs> that most jews had to suffer through and like remembering you know god saving the jews by the same time gentiles don't really relate to that because they're not of jewish descent and you know by the time that jesus came around um you know when jesus died and people spread across the world like the the Christianity spread across the world. You know, it was irrelevant with Gentiles to to celebrate the Passover, and then by the time the Catholic Church um, brought their own celebrations into end pagan 
celebrations, which I mean, Paul, I think it's all the Bible or modern day Christianity is pretty well entwined with like the political state of Catholicism because everyone knows that the majority of the Catholic church was for politics and the, the, the traditions that weren't established by God were for political power and movements. Yeah. And it's just like, at the same time, I don't really truly believe, you know, Easter is Jesus's raising, obviously, because it, that's not really when he was risen technically, but I celebrate them in remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice. Same with Chris, with, with Christmas, it's more of a commercial holiday. I still think of it as I still try to be thankful for uh, Jesus' birth and in remembrance. You know, Christmas isn't always about the presents. You know, you you can remember that uh, Jesus was born you know one of the greatest greatest things of all time and obviously he was not born in the middle of december yeah it's born but it's it's more like a symbolism than it is a holiday and we get caught up on that what will take stuff literally yeah what i believe is that god made these holy days and made trumpets and feasts um feast of unleavened bread uh, the the feast of tabernacles passover? or the feast of booze passover the last great day all of those were meant for us as um god-fearing christians to look forward to what is to come like um, trumpets that's looking forward to the time of the tribulation when the first trumpet is going to be blown and all of the believers are going to be um, led to the place of safety and um, then one through seven is going to be blown in seven years and all of that and then the feast of tabernacles or the feast of booths is a going away to a different place settling there that's symbolic of the millennium the thousand year god's reign of peace where satan's in the pit just falling forever and that's supposed to symbolize that and then the last great day is supposed to symbolize um god or the archangel Michael, I believe, um, kills Satan. And there's this whole war that happens um, in the last great day. And then that's really the last thing that we Do you have, know. like, the four horsemen of doomsday? Yeah, the f- all, of, all of everything four. in Revelation is... What is it, four horsemen of uh, something? I, I thought it was Catholic. I thought the Catholics made that up. Maybe I, was, I haven't read. Too, I read more of like this with the city, the city and the symbolism behind. Revelation is a tribute book to Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yeah, Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Um, that's basically like wars, rumors of wars, 
pestilence diseases and um all of the bad things that are gonna um, the that, Antichrist. Like wipe the out, Antichrist is going to wipe out the sinners or something. Yeah, well, it wipes out one third of the human population. Oh, dang. Um, which at that point is going to be very low um, in number. So, so God really gave us these holy days to look forward and to. Um, look back on what's happened and look forward to what is to come and be excited and be reminded every single year. Um, I just observed Pentecost a couple weeks ago. Um, and then before what, that was what's Pentecost five days of 50 days, 50 days of after, after Jesus is rising, right? After, after Passover, after pass. Oh, okay. Which is right after the days of unleavened bread. Hmm which the days of unleavened bread symbolize getting sin out of your life because leavening leavens the whole lump, just a bit of leavening leavens the whole mm -hmm. lump and just a bit of sin. Sin is on a level ground. Sin is not mm -hmm. measurable by yeah. anything. You could murder someone. It's the yeah. same as lying. I like this analogy my youth pastor. He used to say, uh, we see sin as like a, a like, a street view of buildings where um, some sins are higher up than others, and but God see like the overhead drone shot view of sin of if it's sin and it doesn't matter what it is. Obviously, you're gonna be punished for certain other sins. Obviously, God forgives those sins, but if you're repentant. yeah, like the leavened bread, there's sin, there's sin, and yeah. it doesn't matter what you did yeah is that also like with the 40 years in the wilderness that is um passover they didn't have time the um israelites mm -hmm. in yeah, egypt to, they to, didn't have time to make the bread so they leavened because yeah. they used to leave bread outside and air leavening is everywhere mm. So the air would just get into the bread and oh, it would leaven it okay. and then they would bake it and it would expand or, you know, um, so they didn't have, to, yeah, they didn't, they have, didn't time. have time because they had to leave Egypt oh, yeah, yeah. and go to the promised land, which took them 40 years, <laughs> um, <laughs> wandering in the is wilderness. It, you know, it's weird as like in the Bible, Moses was supposed to go in, was, was supposed to be able to go into the Holy land. Yeah. But he, what did he do? He like. He disobeyed God. He like, so they were begging for water and he, he God was like, you just need to touch this stone and then it'll start spouting water. But, but he was like. Moses was whoosh, angry that day. whacked it with and his he, stick and, and it he, cracked in half in a stream of water. Yeah. Through, through but it. like, but he said that we will give you water. Like he said, he didn't yeah. give glory to God completely. Yeah. Which, I mean, come on. Like, I know. It's not even that. <laughs> but a weird, also a weird, like, side story to that is Moses was never, like, they never said that he properly died. He kind of just disappeared one day. So there's, like, people who think that Moses was just taken up with God, or God took Moses up instead of actually letting him die. 
Yeah, that's also an interesting topic about yeah. how you go straight to heaven after oh, you die. God. That's a very interesting topic. Is, well, and it's like a deep topic as well. Purgatory. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that's like the only reason the Catholics are even relevant is that they scare you with purgatory yeah. with millions of years of purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that is interesting. It's get out after death is crazy. Because technically, you just transport out of the universe, yeah. and it's just like, well, and the fear, every Christian's fear of just dying, and then you, you, nothing happens afterwards. You're not anywhere. You just die. You're just sitting in that box forever. That is a existential crisis. But so, also, what made Moses not get into the promised land is. Caleb and Joshua were two of the spies that went mm-hmm. in there, and there was giants, and there was so many people in there um, that most of the older folk did not believe that they were going to make it through that. Even with God's help, they were like, they're too numerous in number. They're too strong for us, even with God. And that's why God didn't allow um, yeah, they didn't anybody believe. over like 40 or something. Yeah, they didn't. Couldn't believe. go in. Um, and like. They had doubts. And then they said the they were gener- punished because the whole of that. generation that was in the desert would die. Yeah. Never see. Yeah. yeah. That's unfortunate. And then. Yeah. But. Along, going back to the topic, yeah, the holy days, that well, is, and the Torah, yeah, all of that, the whole law, the whole law is crazy. I believe it's there because we didn't do, he didn't do away with it, he did mm-hmm. not abolish it. That word, mm-hmm. um, I feel like he did add on because I mean, the Ten Commandments, well, he made a new covenant, yeah, which is some of. The old covenant just renewed, like sacrifices. Mm-hmm. We don't make sacrifices because he was because Jesus was the last the, sacrifice. The last sacrifice, yeah. yeah. Um, and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, I know, like Leviticus. Well, like looking at certain chapters in Leviticus, like Leviticus eighteen is sexual sins. Yeah. Like and, you, you I mean, most, most of them your are wife and your daughter. Well, and the crazy part is like thousands of years later it's proven that you know incest destroys dna yeah and well and then you know bestialities you just don't do that it's just gross like the homosexual sex is it's like or just same sex marriage marriage and everything is a very slippery slope yeah and um i feel like there's so many mentions of like how little women were treated, how badly they were, and, like, this, like, promotion of sexism. But at the same time, like, God always glorified, like, not glorifies. He always, he, like, shows that he had to do what he had to do. Like, it's not his fault that people were sexist or, you know, women were treated very poorly throughout the Bible. So that word for fulfill in Matthew 5, 17, it says, do not presume that I came to abolish the law 
or the prophets, I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Again, that's NASB, New American Standard Bible. Um, that word for or fulfill in Greek is pleru. I think I pronunciated that <laughs> right. Um, and in English, fulfill means to complete or to make full. In Greek, it just makes to it. Yeah, it just means to make full, to complete, like not to finish and do away with, but to mm-hmm. complete. Um, and that word for abolish is katalu. Katalu. Like cut off. Yeah. Um, so it does not mean. Um, to get to do away with or get rid of it means to fully fill or complete so yeshua came to yeah add on and change like certain things in the torah Mm -hmm. and make a new covenant yeah but it's also some most of the old covenant the old covenant but at the same time like the torah is literally just basic morals for the most part there's some ridiculous laws like if there's a gecko in a pot and it breaks, or like if there's a gecko that dies in your pot, then you have to break it, it's like a million pieces and scatter it into the west wind, or you know, something crazy like that. Also, mold on the house, you have to tear the whole house down. Yeah, just which I mean, that I mean, that's kind of that's modern. kind of smart, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to do that in modern day anyway. Yeah, but like the Torah is kind of the bare minimum. Um, you know, the Jews didn't even fulfill that for the most part, but like it's pretty bare minimum morals. And I think Jesus really, his teachings add on to that. And I think people, that's like the biggest thing they ignore is Jesus. Um, His, his commands are very, like they, they are very demanding and they are, um, some people think they're just too hard, but um, I think Jesus was definitely a necessary piece of adding on to the, what the Torah and the old law said, even though like the old law is stuff that we should base, like have basic understanding of and know is wrong. Um, but Jesus takes it to a whole nother degree. I believe once he died, like once he, you know, yeah. I believe that um Yahweh God um mm-hmm. the true name of God Yahweh um set those laws and did not do away with them because he wants us to obey him he wants to make sure that we can obey him by doing those laws and if you just do away with half of them do away with the unclean and clean on unclean well, like clean meats. It's also a foundation, yeah. yeah. He just wants to make certain that you will follow him for mm-hmm. eternity. And Jesus was said to be like the keystone. Yeah. I think that means like the keystone of completing the, the cornerstone. Law. Oh yeah, cornerstone, keystone, cornerstone of the foundation yeah. of the family of God. Because I feel like the Torah, yeah is like the big foundation it was missing something you could tell the jews kept exactly it was like like the jews kept messing up like there was definitely something missing you know and 
there was, as you said, like a fulfillment. They they, they needed a completion, and they were waiting for thousands of years for this completion. And they and you can tell throughout our our church has been going through like our youth groups and going through like books and we finished like kings first king or no second chronicles i think we got to second chronicles and just throughout that whole book it just shows so many great leaders like abraham and david and moses and elijah elijah and elisha and how all of them like no matter how good they were they still screwed up they still showed that there was something incomplete that they weren't some savior, that they weren't, you know, they were great teachers, but they didn't, there was no profound change. There was no, like, Elijah didn't spread after he, his death. No one, like, it didn't spread across the whole world. Mm-hmm. I think that is a big part of Jesus's coming and his sacrifice is that there is a, a completion and then there's a spread and that never happened with, you know, it's crazy how these the Jews had these religions and then it never really spread outside of um, in Canaan and where they were inhabiting. But I think Jesus completed the law and it spread throughout the world. And, and yeah. I think it just got lost to time. I think the traditions just got that they got done away with because people deemed them irrelevant or people you know the there's a prevailing thought that the holy days were irrelevant or that uh they took something yeah. too literally there's, like like acts 10 there's Peter. twists in the timeline yeah. where satan just grabbed onto a person and then a mm-hmm. bunch of people latched onto that person I wouldn't and that say person's like, I wouldn't say like Satan so just did that. I think twisted. I think it's just a misunderstanding well, he, of the Bible, I'd say. It, it there might have been like lies. Well he tries again. to mess up Christianity. Yeah. yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. So there's twists in the timeline and like mis- curves and misunderstandings. That. Um that like I mean I don't want to disc Catholicism for like the tenth time in a row. Yeah. But, there's so, but there's so many things that they've done that really ruin modern day Christianity because of um they they turned away from God pretty like that's the main thing is they turned away from God because they wanted to benefit themselves. Yeah. And also things of taking stuff too literally, like I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of people that died because of how literally they took the Bible, like how yeah. people killed each other because there's, of like the Trinity. And there's so many parables yeah. and um, yeah, metaphors in the Bible and that people just it's, take. Way yeah. Too it's literally. mostly symbolism and people yeah. will kill you over Jesus Christ having long or short hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a big argument between me and Sheldon in seventh grade. We just, we just argued about long and short hair of oh, Jesus. I'm like, we don't know what Jesus looks like. We don't. I like white Jesus. Yeah, white Jesus. Uh, uh, who can say this? I can't say this. Black Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even... Whatever. Yeah. No, that's... that's It's so weird. People just... 
Yeah. This is like brutally murdered thousands of people just because they believed in something different, you know. Uh, so I guess we come to a conclusion, right? We both yeah. like the law was not abolished, right? I don't know. I don't. I don't think the law was abolished. I think that it was misconstrued over yeah. two thousand years of Bible doctrine, and I mean modern, like my modern day Christianity is definitely there's definitely things we do that definitely God does not intend for us to do. I think like one thing that bugs me is all wake up with a really bad bedhead and I'll throw a hat on and I'll be told that it's disrespectful to the Lord that I'm wearing a yeah. hat. Like stuff like that, just, yeah. you know, thousands of years of, of tradition and teaching can misconstrue stuff.